let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Welcome to the show. Hey there, my name is Jay Marsh. And it's great to be here with you today. I want to welcome you to this episode of Your Blessed Life. Well, today we're going to talk about myths and traps. Myths and traps kind of sounds like we might be going hunting (laughs) or maybe catching some kind of wild animal, but we're not. We're not. What I want to talk with you about, what I want to share with you about today is to expose some, some myths and then how to avoid some traps that keep you from lasting love in your marriage. And I wanted to share these with you because every now and again, I'll have a couple ask me or an individual, someone that's married, if I could share a quick tip or maybe a few quick tips that would help them in their marriage. And, you know, at first I'm, I'm usually you know, chomping at the bit. And I'm like, yeah, I've got this one and this one and this one. But I'm cautious, really. After doing this a couple of times, I've become cautious because what I don't want to do is I don't want to just give you a bunch of quick fixes without having the understanding that you know, although a quick tip might get you maybe over the hump, what I truly want to provide you is something that you can implement for the long term, a sound principle and a sound strategy that sets your marriage, you know, on the right path, that sets it to a path of lasting love. So I share that context with you because I definitely have some cool tips for you. Very cool tried and true tips, but know that these are much more than just surface tips. These are really foundational understandings that are going to lead you to lasting success in your marriage. And you know, if you're married or if you're going to be, that's what we want. We want to be successful in our marriage. So these few things that I want to share with you, some of them are kind of like myths and some of them are kind of like traps. So in these myths and in these traps that I want to share with you, you're going to see a common thread in each of them. In fact, I think, I think I have four of them for you. I think they're really linked together. And this is all the more why you need to be very careful of them because, because they do kind of connect together. The power of them can really compound themselves and become I was going to say negatively effective, if that makes sense. What I mean is they become so powerful to wreak havoc in your marriage. Individually, they become even more powerful as they start to kind of link up together. And that's where they become even more dangerous. And you know, and I should probably go ahead and just offer you a word of I don't know, caution here. 
Because with these myths and, and these traps, when they go unchecked, they're going to leave your marriage open for stuff that's not good. You know, it's going to leave the door wide open for problems, for setbacks, and, and even for flat out failure. So I want to share these with you so that doesn't happen. So let me let me go with the first one with you. So myth number one, this first myth I see couples fall into. And it's also something that Dana and I fell into early in our own marriage. And, you know, I call it a myth, but I think now that I look at it, it's probably more like a trap. And, and here's what it is. It's this notion of we'll just figure things out as we go. Or if maybe I could say it another way. I just want to experience married life for a while and see you see where it takes us. And you know, with that notion, I mean, I know when I had those thoughts, I was like, why not? I mean, we love each other. We're secure in our love. Nothing's going to come between us. All we need is each other. And of course, now as I reflect on that, I can see that on the surface that that sounded really good. In fact, it may have even sounded noble, maybe even a little romantic, and it sounded practical. But the bigger question here that I overlooked is that what does that look like? I mean, what does just living my life out as a married couple look like? So what does that mean to you as a couple? Where is this life that the two of you are living together going? The marriage relationship is really a journey, right? And just like on any journey, you need to know where you're going. You need to know how you're going to get there. Just kind of the basics. But sometimes we don't look at our marriage relationship in that respect. And it should be no different in our marriage. So we we need to know where we are, you know, where we're starting from. We need to know where we're going and we need to know how we're going to get to that place that we want to go. It's this intentional understanding of the journey that will help us as a couple to really dial in how we get from where we are to where we want to be, to where we want to go. So although you may want to just get on living with your new life, if you're newly married, I want to warn you on this one. Don't just wing it. Don't put at risk what I, what I believe that is the most important earthly relationship that you're ever going to have in your life. Don't wing it. All right. Let, let me share the next one with you. So myth number two. It goes like this. We just wouldn't have the time to do all this marriage stuff. You know, I hear couples say sometimes that, you know, Jay, the last thing we need in our marriage is, is something else to do. And when they say that, I'm like shaking my head. I'm like, I can relate to that one. Because in my home life, we're busy. I mean, Dana and I, 
and our two kiddos, just trying to manage all the different things that we're doing is enough. It keeps us busy. So this notion of not having time to spend working on our marriage is something that we need to play, I think, pay close attention to. And the reason I say that is because I, I, I want to make sure I make this point really clear because I don't want to cause you to accidentally miss it. This is what I mean. Spending intentional, focused, one-on-one time working on your marriage. So this myth that I want to share with you, it's, it's more like a mistake that couples sometimes make. It's very subtle because if you look at it practically, you don't even recognize it until you begin to suffer from it. And so the mistake I'm referring to is not investing time to work on your marriage instead of just in your marriage. You know, working in your marriage is oftentimes confused with working on your marriage. And when you work in your marriage, you're doing all the very necessary things that are required just to kind of live out a typical day, right? As a couple, uh, you do your work or your business, your job. If you have kiddos, you take care of the kids, you take care of the house, you pay bills, you feed your pets, you prepare meals. Did I say wash clothes yet? <laughs> you know, all those things that you do within your marriage. And those things support your marriage. And there's an opportunity there to even work on your relationship as you're doing those things, as you're working in your marriage. But but what I, I don't want to get sidetracked there because what I want you to do is to consciously work on your marriage. And this is really very different than working in it. So when you work on your marriage, you're really intentionally doing things that grow it. And in the busyness of married life, it's really interesting how it can seem like we're always, and and maybe not always with each other. I was going to say always, but you know, we're, we're, most of us are working, right? Six, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. But the time that we are together are we really together? And what I mean by that is sometimes we can, we can begin to justify why spending time in our marriage is, is enough. And, and I kind of felt prey, felt victim to this um, some time ago. You know, we often will justify or even defend that spending time on our marriage is what we're doing. Providing for our marriage, being busy around the house or with the kids or, you know, the time that we're just together in the same room, you know, that's, that's, that's good, right? Yeah, that's good, but it's not enough. When you commit to spending intentional focus time as a couple working on your marriage, You then set the stage for what is to come for the future of your marriage. And I think I should probably maybe try to say that again because it's so important. And I know this is something that really resonated with Dana and myself. 
When you commit to spending that intentional focused time as a couple working on your marriage, you're going to set the stage for the future of your marriage. You're going to set the stage for what's to come in your marriage. And you know, it's interesting because that may seem just like a, just like a ever so subtle shift, but it has an amazing compounding effect or a ripple effect. And it it takes just kind of a ho-hum marriage and it really opens it up. And then it also takes a marriage that has no ho or no hum to it. You know, one that's, well, frankly, it's, it's hurting and it opens the door to healing and restoration when we are working on our marriage, intentionally working on it. So when you take that time, when you take that time to work on your marriage, you start to produce more confidence, more security, even more appreciation. And then care starts to spring forth in your marriage. And that's why I'm such a proponent of investing time together as a couple in a learning environment that is preparing your marriage, that is fortifying your marriage, that is supporting it so that it can be positioned to really be all that God has called it to be. And speaking of investing, this, you know, this really makes me think about this third myth you know, we're talking about investing our time on our marriage. And there, there's, there needs to be a, I guess, kind of an awareness brought up that time isn't the only investment that is required. You know, we talked about having the right, the right mindset, right? Uh, we talked about being committed to investing the 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 necessary time, right? But we also need to be committed to investing our dollars into our marriage. And I know for myself, I remember when I was looking to get into a, a program to hire a coach and to get me from where I was to where I wanted to be. And I was excited about it. You know, I had my head right and my heart was right, but I'll tell you, frankly, when it came time to write that check, <laughs> that's where the rubber met the road. Did I say that right? The rubber met the road? No. The road? Yeah, the rubber met the road. <laughs> but that that was tough for me. I mean, I, I knew I needed those resources, and and I was ready to go, and I knew I didn't want to wing it. I didn't really have, I don't know. I, I didn't really want to have to spend the money, I guess is what I'm, what I'm thinking. I, I didn't want to have to. <laughs> I mean, I definitely wanted the results that I knew I'd get from working, you know, with this particular coach and for getting the, the curriculum. But, you know, as I began to write that check, this, uh, like a flood of rational lies. That's what I call them. You know, when you rationalize something, I, I break it into these two words, rational lies, because it's like this flood of rational lies started to fill my mind of all the reasons why I shouldn't do it. And of all the things I could do instead. 
I don't, I don't know why we do that, but I began to think of all the different things that I could do with, with that money. And, and I've done that before with the time aspect too, but my self-talk, you know, kind of started with, eh, you know, maybe things aren't that bad. You know, I could probably figure this out on my own. I'm kind of too busy. I instantly started going back to these traps, these myths that we were talking about a while ago. They instantly started playing themselves out in the back of my head. And then I'm like, oh, and the money, you know, I could use this. I don't know, Dana, and I could save for a, a vacation or something for the house or even to get a house, you know, something tangible, right? A new TV. There's always something. And just like that, I'm at a, I'm at a mental crossroads. I don't know if you've ever done that where you, where you begin to talk yourself right out of whatever it was that you know you need. You know it will get you from where you are to where you want to go. And so the question becomes, you know, are, are we going to listen to those rational eyes that can so often fill our mind? Or, in my case, would I hold on to the truth that I was committed to? Would I commit to the future that I had envisioned? Or would I allow to let it just kind of slip away quietly, subtly, but slip away? You know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And say that there's probably very few things, if anything, that would compare to having a loving marriage, a marriage that's full, that's fun, that's satisfying, and that you have the confidence it will last the test of time. I mean, isn't that the kind of marriage that we strive for? I mean, isn't that why... You got married to start with? I know it is for me. So if that's true for you, well, then I think you should ask yourself, what is that worth to you? I mean, really? You know, after all, we're talking about investing. We're talking about money. If you had to put a price tag on that kind of a marriage, what would that be worth to you? What would it be worth to you to have a loving marriage? When it's satisfying, fulfilling, full of love, last the test of time, what would that be worth to you? Hundred grand? Half a million dollars? Fifty thousand? I don't I don't know. But as I started preparing this, I really asked myself that. Well, how about you, Jay? What's the number for you? And you know from a a realistic standpoint, it's probably priceless. But I'm I'm really trying to find a number that I can associate with. And what I started to think of is all the weddings I've done. What I started to think of is the average cost of a divorce. And I really started to put that in perspective to what, working on my marriage would be worth. And so the average cost of a wedding in the U.S. is about 30 grand. 30 grand, yeah. 
I'm, 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 I mean, I looked it up. That's, that's a real number. But just for fun, let's, let's say we cut that number in half. Let's say it's 15 grand. Uh, still, that's a lot of money, right? To spend on getting married for one day. So that 15,000, probably a good number to reference. And what's interesting is that's the national average cost for divorce, for divorce, at least in the U.S. I suspect it's probably not much different for, you know, most um, countries that are aligned like the U.S. 15,000, either way. But, you know, I think there's a better question. How much is being spent on staying married? Wouldn't it be interesting if coming into the marriage relationship, there was an understanding, okay, it's going to cost you about 15 grand to get married. And if you don't get married, it's going to cost you about another 15 grand. Um, And we're required to invest 15 grand to stay married. Wouldn't that be an interesting uh, test to see how that fared out? So how much would you invest into your marriage? To not just stay married, but just, you know, to have an amazing relationship. To have a marriage that was, you know, joyful, secure, full of love. How much is a marriage like that worth to you? Because at the end, there will be a cost. There's going to be an investment. You know, we've talked about that investment. It's a combination of things, really. It's not just money. It's not just your time. It's not just your head. It's not just your heart. It's all of it, right? Myth number four. You know what? And this one is probably more like a trap than a myth. And it goes like this. Don't allow yourself to have a piecemeal marriage. A piecemeal marriage. What in the world? So a piecemeal marriage has good intentions, but there's no real plan. There's no real process. In a piecemeal marriage, you you, you take a little bit of this, you take a little bit of that, you mix it all together, and you end it with, I don't know, marriage stew. I don't know what you end up with. A hodgepodge, maybe? And you see the danger with a piecemeal marriage is there's there's no methodology. So in a piecemeal marriage, it kind of feels like you're all over the place. Good intentions, right? But a little bit here, a little bit there. And and I don't know that this one, you know, I kind of blame this on society. You know, I don't really think that this one is totally our fault. And I say that because there's so much. I was going to say information, and that's true, but there's so much information as well on how to be married. So oftentimes we get trapped into trying a dozen different ways to help our marriage, and we just end up feeling kind of frustrated and kind of all over the place. Okay, so we've identified a handful, right? A couple of myths, a couple of traps. 
And I want to encourage you to do something. I want to encourage you to take a stand for your marriage. I want to encourage you to take a stand that involves all of you. Your head, your heart, your time, and your money. And so here's a few things that you can do to back that stand. To to navigate your marriage so that you don't get caught up in these myths and these traps. Because I promise you, they are lurking out there. So let's prepare you for them. So here's a couple of things you can do to navigate your marriage so you don't get caught in them. Here's number one. Don't dabble in your marriage. A little here, a little there, one foot in, one foot out. Make the decision, the conscious decision, to fully commit to it. Wherever you are today, you may have a fantastic marriage. Great. Make a commitment. Take a stand to fully commit. Your marriage may be broken. Take a stand. Make a commitment. I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you. Wherever your marriage is today, fully commit to it. Don't base it on a circumstance. Don't base it on when, well, when things get better, when the holidays come and when the house gets refinanced and don't base it on a circumstance. Fully commit to your marriage. Make it a priority. And, you know, I really think that's a second one. But I think they go hand in hand. If you make a, a, a full-blown commitment to not dabble in your marriage, and then you make it a priority. They're so close, but I really think those two are different. And I, I think that one's different because... For me, and I'm almost a little bit embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to tell you anyway, because I I think you might relate to it. I've come to learn that whatever is important to me, I make time for. So I want to encourage you today to decide that your marriage is in fact important to you. And since it is important to you, you're going to make it top priority. So decide right now that next to your relationship with God, your spouse is your highest priority. Okay, I'm going to get into a little bit of coaching with you here. And then, once you've made that decision to make your spouse your highest earthly priority, begin to behave in ways that reflect that priority. Behave in ways that reflect that priority. And you know what? This is how you're going to create lasting change in your marriage. Now, I want to make this point here. I probably don't have to, but I'm going to. It's imperative. No, I want to. I want to make this point because there's an awesome underlying point here. It's this. It's imperative that God is first and foremost in your life and your heart. You know, this is something that I encourage you to always sharpen, to always be improving upon, to always be moving in a direction that brings you closer to God. 
And when you do, here's where God's miraculous hand starts to get to work in your life. When you do, his ways will impact the way you behave toward your spouse. So when you're sharpening your relationship with God, with Jesus, so that his ways flow into your life and his ways then will begin to impact the way that you behave toward your spouse. And I I love that one. I really do. Because I've seen it work miracles in so many couples' lives. Okay. Numero three. <laughs> Dial in what lasting love looks like to you. This is actually a pretty fun exercise. Dial in what lasting love looks like to you. So when you're clear on what you want, you're a lot more likely to get it. So know what you want in your marriage. Know why you want it. And then go ahead and and experience that in your mind. What it looked like, what it looks like, what it feels like when you're there. Go ahead and go there and bring it to where you are now. This is a process of how you can move into the future of your marriage. You can move intentionally toward the vision for the future of your marriage. As opposed to kind of unintentionally drifting away from it. And that is another trap, by the way. Lastly, number four. The fourth thing you can do to navigate your marriage so that you don't get caught in the myths or the traps. Don't hoe this road alone. Don't hoe this road alone. So what do I mean? I mean, for you and your spouse, find someone that you can team up with. Find someone that you connect with. Find someone that definitely is a godly mentor a coach, someone that has a dialed-in process that can get you the results that you want for your marriage. I'm pretty fond of Proverbs, and there's a verse in there that goes like this. A wise person will hear an increase in learning, and a person of understanding will acquire wise counsel. Get yourself some wise counsel. You know, I hope you I hope you understand how important it is to not let these myths to not let these traps that we've discussed go unchecked. Because when they go unchecked, nothing good is going to happen. You'll either be left with a marriage that is far far less than what it could be, right? Or worse, you'll be left with no marriage. So we started this episode with the idea of a few, you know, sharing a few tips to set you on a path to lasting love. I hope that having this knowledge and this understanding of these myths and these traps will will position you to take a stand for your marriage. 
I hope you'll take these four ways that we talked about on how to navigate those myths or those traps and that you'll implement them, put them to work. This is all fine and dandy, but if you're not going to put it into action, it won't serve you. Let it serve you. I'm proud of you for taking the time to prepare your mind and prepare your heart for the future of your marriage. Now I want to encourage you to take action on it. So our time is about up in this episode, but I want to encourage you to establish that clear path that we talked about earlier for lasting love in your marriage. Because when you do, you'll be able to avoid these myths, these traps, and you'll be on your way to where you want to be. And that's a lifetime of love and fulfillment in your marriage. I mean, that's what we're talking about after all, isn't it? And you know, if, if this kind of stuff is resonating with you, if it's connecting with you, hey, we can talk more about it because I like this stuff. We can go deeper. I'd love to go deeper with you. In fact, if you do, I'm going to extend an invitation to you. Let's chat. You can join me on a session, and I call this session the Couples Roadmap Coaching Session. And in this session, we're going to cover a bunch of things, but three primarily. I mean, we're going to be on the phone for like an hour. And these three primary things that we can cover is I want to help you dial in a detailed vision for the future of your marriage. For you and your spouse, this is a call for both of you. I want to uncover hidden challenges, obstacles that just may be keeping you from making that vision a reality. I'll have a lot I want to say about that, but I'm just going to keep going. I can really help you with that is what I'm, is, is what I'm getting at. I can really help you dial in on those those obstacles and challenges so we know how to move through them. And that's huge. And the last thing on this couple's roadmap coaching session, the last big thing is I'm going to share with you my breakthrough process to create love, lasting love. Cause I've got a good one. <laughs> I do. I have a, an, I have an amazing process for that. And then at the end of the call, if you still want more, we can talk about what it might look like to work together in a coaching relationship. So if that's something you want to check out, go to the website, go to yourblesslife.com slash apply yourblesslife.com slash apply. And you can get my calendar there and book a time for us to chat. It's fun. This couple's roadmap session is a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and it's cool because I get the opportunity to coach you down a path that most couples never get the opportunity to experience. The insights and the ahas, possibly some breakthroughs on this call, will bless your socks off. So if you want to schedule your free session, go to, you can go uh, to yourblesslife.com slash apply and see if there's some times left there 
that that might work for you. And, you know, on the as we're wrapping the show up here, I'll be sure and include a link here to in the show notes of this episode so you can check it out. I sure enjoyed my time with you today. It's a blessing and an honor to be with you, to be your host, to be your guide, to be your coach as we move down the path of your blessed life. And I want to thank you for for tuning in to today's show. I look forward to sharing the next episode with you. And you know, I want to I want to encourage you if you haven't already, subscribe to the show. It's super easy to do. If you're on the website, there's a purple button on the right somewhere that says subscribe, you can hit that. And if you're in iTunes, there's a purple subscribe button on that page as well. So just hit subscribe and that way you'll be ready for that next episode when it comes out. So it was great to hang out with you today. I hope that you have a blessed rest of the day. And I want you to remember that God loves you and you know that he wants to bless you. But I'm here to tell you, he also wants to bless your marriage. 